When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you hear about the guy whose whole left side was amputated? He's all right now. Grab a jam, I swear. When it's a down, it's my podcast. This guy's insane. Rock your brain. It's just a song. It's the year of the Schmack-a-ma-gob. Yes, part four, the finale of the Bluer's Occult discography with Will Carroll, Death Angel. Man, I'm telling you, all this was in one sitting. We spoke over four hours about Bluer's Occult. Every album, every song. And if you listen to the first three parts, you're going to get more of the awesomeness on part four. And we do talk about a lot of other things after we're done talking about Bluer's Occult. Will, as you know, is an amazing guest and Always fun to have. And uh, I got some more episodes coming up. We're going to be recording soon again. So we're going to get some more Will Carroll in the future. So uh, without further ado, man, let's go into Bloor's Occult Discography Part 4. Starting with an awesome album. Let's do it. The next one I feel, heaven forbid, is the best album since Fire of Unknown Origin. I think it's all it, the way, dude. I heavy and killer. Totally. Totally. <clears throat> and again, man, dude, hell of a way to kick off the album with See You in Black. Totally. Uh, this song crushes. Snotty lyrics. Ben is firing in all cylinders. And Buck is scorching on this track. I love See You in Black. What do you think? Uh, yeah, man. His it, I love his voice on this song. It's, just, it's full of like piss and vinegar and uh, yeah, the song is heavy. Uh, dude, the drumming on this album is fucking other otherworldly. Sometimes, dude, the guy who plays drums on this album, his name I wrote it down somewhere, Chuck Berge. I don't know who he is or who else he's worked with, but he he's a his drumming is fantastic. Fucking, it's the best drumming of any BOC album by far. And uh, yeah, dude, the double bass work, everything. Yeah, this song is great, man. I love it. Hell yeah, man. This this is a really cool album. And I, I recently discovered it. I was not very aware of this one. And I told you that, that package I got, I put this on. I was like, whoa. Right. And I listened to this three times because I kept going back to it. But right. the next one, Harvest Moon, it's like a cool mid-tempo chilled out song. Then speeds up for this killer solo. Great yep. vibe, great lyrics. I think there's another great song. You like it? Yes, I do, and they play the song a lot now. Oh wow! Uh, nowadays, uh, yeah, the last like four or five times a song it was in the set, and uh, it was actually surprising me. It was a highlight of the set, like good, good song. And the middle part is is ripping, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's very, very boc type of song. I, I like it. I, I I understand this album's really hard to get. <clears throat> I think it's um, only in Europe you can get it now. I actually don't even have a copy of it, man. I, I use I have a burned CD. A friend of mine burned it for me back. I don't know, like 
maybe take like right when I got into Blue Oyster Cult, he burnt me. He burned me a bunch of stuff, and so I have a burned copy of it. But yeah, I don't. I don't own an actual physical copy of this album, a real one. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy that guy threw it in that box, man. Because yeah, that's what they were telling me. Like one guy told me online that, oh, you got the crappy album cover. I got you know. So there's a different album cover than the one I got, which is weird, like a deformed face and a girl screaming. Yeah, they. Uh, um, I think I've read that they they actually hate this out al- that album cover, and it was kind of thrown together at the last minute. And I I don't hate it, but it does look kind of cheap. Like it, it looks like it's been photoshopped, and and you know it's all done on a computer. You can kind of tell it, it looks like that a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other album cover is Morgan Fairchild. That's what he told me. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he's like, I got the Morgan Fairchild version. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, I would love to have both of them, you know. And there's yeah. also a, a vinyl of this album floating around out there. I've seen it on eBay, and it goes for like 150 bucks or something like Damn. that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully, we, you know, this this symbol uh, remains is like really catching a lot of like uh, momentum. So maybe yep. they'll release it on vinyl one day, you know, hopefully. And, I'll you know, buy it. I notice a lot of your, your listeners and fans send you a lot of free stuff. So yeah. if you're listening out there and, and you, you find <laughs> a, a heaven forbid vinyl, fuck Ralph, man. Send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck me. I already got it. Why do I want it? Send it to Will. <laughs> what other BOC you need? Throw it out there. You totally. I, I, the only ones that don't have a vinyl are this one and, and the next album, uh, Curse of the Hidden Mirror. And I also want to tell everybody out there, fuck Will, send me cult classics. <laughs> there you go. Send Will, uh, you know, heaven forbid, and me cult classic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Power Underneath Despair. What do you think of this one? Great song, dude. Uh, I like. I love songs about prison like, or and movies. I, lo- I love anything about prison. So uh, I think they're cool lyrics and... Uh, uh yeah, this awesome track, man. Eric Bloom sounds great on it. I love Eric Bloom. Yeah, this one it has shades of their past, I hear. Yes. And it's nice to see them go back to their roots. You know, I think the song kicks ass. It's also got a cool little like uh, the the uh, uh drum beat like flips over like it it's hard to explain, but like it kind of rolls over itself and so it's on the upbeat one time, then on the downbeat, and then on the upbeat. They do it really slyly. And smoothly, like it's it's pretty. Yeah, it's a great, great song. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I love the next one, X-ray eyes. Yeah, uh, it's a really catchy tune that would have made a great single. Probably was. I think it's you know it's a slick song, and this is like essential Buck. I mean, this song is catered to Buck's voice. I love X-ray eyes. You like it? Yes, dude. Uh, uh, it's funny. I mean. X-Ray Eyes is my favorite Kiss song. Um, oh, really? Of all time? Yeah, yeah. I love that song, by the way. I think it's a very deep track. Did you ever uh, hear the demo version? Uh, it came in the Gene Simmons vault, which I was dumb enough to buy. You bought that? I went, because, man, look, I wasn't going to buy it. I was like, I ain't buying this shit for two grand. But, dude, the motherfucker came to Winwood. Uh, Miami, which is literally a five-minute drive for me, and Ace Frehley was going to be there. I was like, oh, fuck. So I went, and let me tell you, man, 
It was awesome. It was such a great experience. The box set is shit. But, I mean, the big-ass vault, I have it here. But, man, what a great time I had. Hung out with Ace for a long time. And Gene interviewed him. And uh, he was really cool to me. But, you know, it's funny is that when he first saw me, he goes, well, who do we got here? And I was like, uh-oh. Because <laughs> he probably saw my kids' videos, you know, where uh -huh. I'm bashing them and shit. But it brings great demos of the Dynasty era. And X-Ray Eyes is one of them. And okay. it's really cool, that demo. You know, I'd have to oh. send it to you. Because if I put it on YouTube, it'll sue me. I signed a contract, dude. Anybody that buys that vault, you have to sign a contract that you can't leak it out or he'll sue your ass. True well, story. Well, <laughs> it's definitely working because I, I still haven't heard the Van Halen uh, demo song. Yeah, I have. those are pretty cool. I mean, they're, they're very they're cheaply recorded, but Ace Fairly pretty much copied everything uh, Eddie did. And what was the song? Love for Sale is the one that sounds the most like Eddie. Okay. The other's not so much, but Love for Sale, it sounds just like Eddie Van Halen. I can send them to you. Get a Dropbox, I'll send them to you. All right. I, all right. I, I'm, I'm lying, Gene. I'm not sending them shit. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, X-Ray Eyes by BOC. Super cool vibe. I, I like the rock and roll feel to it. And uh, yeah, yeah, cool track, man. Definitely cool track. Awesome. And also, it's cool that you like your favorite Kiss song is like a real deep one, like mine. Mine is Young and Wasted. Yours yeah. is uh, X-Ray Eyes. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, Hammerback. Great fucking song, dude. Straight I mean, up killer track. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's, it's killer main riff, dude. The the main riff is is where it's all where it's at. It's all about that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, the song pumps me up. I think it's awesome. And you, did you notice, like later on in the song, I hear the riff to "You Really Got Me." The da -na 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 -na. They do that in part of the song later on. I don't know if you caught that. No. Okay. Yeah, listen to it again. There's a, you hear you really got me later on. It's kind of buried, you know. It's not very noticeable, but I noticed that about it. Okay. But hey, that's that's the riff that you really got me. I, you know what I love is the snare drum changes on this. Yep. You know the the left and right channel switches on the verses. Yep. I think that's so cool, man. Yeah, this totally. album's kicking ass, man. Totally, man. Totally. How about them? I, I was I was shocked when I first like like you. I was shocked when I first heard this album. I wasn't really expecting much, you know. Like, but, and, and this is like, I think this is the last BOC album. I, I Well, no, that's not true. I, my friend burnt them all for me at once. But uh, yeah, I, I, I figured a late 90s BOC album was going to be kind of lackluster. But I was blown away. Totally blown away. Well, I'm going to give a little spoiler alert now. Because I want to give a shout out to my friend Mick Watkins. Because somebody, I, I posted the new... BOC album like a week or so ago and some guy wrote it's no heaven forbid and I go ah that album didn't do much for me and I got it confused with Curse of the Hidden Mirror and yeah. then Mick Watkins was like dude you're crazy you gotta listen to it again I was like alright and then when I heard it I was like this ain't Curse of the Hidden Mirror this shit rules you know and so, he is right I, I do love the new album but it's not as good as heaven forbid really I, I do well I like it more but I love this album you know, I I think what I love about uh, Symbol Remains is the it's it's the roller coaster. You know, it's just so Definitely. different. All the songs are so different and melodic and catchy. You know, but well, let's stay on this one. Damage. Did, did, what you, wait, wait. Did you notice at the end of Hammer Back, uh, uh, Eric Blue does a a death metal growl 
Yes. At the end of the song, he goes, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I listened to the CD quite a bit when that guy sent it to me. I was like, dude, this rules, man. Loved it. Did you like Damaged? Uh, I love this song. Uh, total guitar and bass uh, gymnastics going on. Uh, it actually reminds me of a song that would be on the first Dave Lee Roth solo album. It's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. It, there's a lot of showing off going on, you know, it's, I, I dig it. And uh, there, there's a movie reference in the lyrics to one of my favorite movies, uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, in the lyrics, he mentions Dr. Moreau in some reference. I forget what, what the lyric is, but it's mentioned. Are you familiar with that movie? Was that with Marlon Brando? That's the remake. The, the oh, okay, remake. no. I never see. I never even see the remake or the original. But yeah, I kind of like vaguely remember that. Yeah, is it, yeah, like the 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 Judas Priest song "Island of Domination" is also. Oh, it's about, about that. Yeah, yeah, it's just like about this mad mad scientist doctor. Uh, is on an island and he's turning humans into animals. Oh wow! Uh, so it, it's a really cool movie. The, the original one and the Marlon Brando one's good too. But uh, yeah, so any song that that has a reference to that, I'm gonna like. So. I, I dig this tune. Cool. Yeah, I love it. I'm damaged and I like it that it makes me what I am. Yeah. You know, it's got a great stinky groove on the song. I think it's a rocking tune. Totally. I absolutely love it. And the next one I think is another cool tune called yep. Great Light of Dawn. You know, it flows well and perfectly placed on the album. You know, it, rock, it, it rocks, you know, it's hard, you know, all the, like all the songs on this album. You know, it's just a this song, this album fucking rocks. Totally. It's got like a weird country vibe to it, too, a little bit. Um, yeah, I dig this song very much. Uh, and I think the lyrics, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I just read that BOC book not that long ago. I think the lyrics are about Judy Garland, like the murder of Judy Garland. Oh, wow. I believe. I believe. I can't remember the exact lyrics, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. But yeah, definitely a cool song, man. Definitely. I didn't even know Julie Garland was murdered. Well, they they never proved it, but oh, that's the okay. that, that's the the kind of like the Marilyn Monroe thing, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who think she was murdered. Right. All right. Uh, real world. Yeah, this one I think is filler. You know, it really does nothing for me, but it certainly doesn't suck. But it just does not hook me in. Uh, what do you think? Uh, my favorite thing about the song is the, the uh, double bass pattern. So, I mean, it's total biased, biased thing. Here. Drummer like, thing. I, you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't judge a song on, on a bass drum pattern. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I do like the bass drum pattern on the song. And, um, and one of the choruses are, there's a part of the song that actually reminds me of Robert Plant's song, Big Log. You know that song? Yeah, yeah, down, 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 down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a part where like one of the melodies uh, is very reminiscent of that, which I like because I love that Robert Plant album. So, uh, um, yeah, I, I I dig the song. I dig it. Cool. Yeah. That. What's the next one? Oh, uh, live for me. Live for me. Yeah. The yeah. This one. Yeah. This one is better than Real World for me, but not as good as the songs before that. Uh, but it's not bad. It's uh, it's kind of a sad song. Yeah, um, this might be my least favorite song on the album, um, but I still I still like it. Uh, the this is the only song on the album where the drums are by Bobby Rondinelli. You know who that is? 
I thought he played on the whole album. No, he just plays on this song. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Rondinelli from Rainbow and Cross Purposes, Black Sabbath. Exactly, yeah. I'm pretty sure he just played on this one song, and then the rest of the album is done by that guy, uh, Chuck Berge. Um, oh, but wow. Gr- but great drummer, and, um, and even though it's my least favorite song on the album, I still dig it, though. It's still cool. I think he liked this song more if it had more double bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one, still burning. Killer. Uh, Much totally. better than the last three tracks. Heavy totally. metal, mid tempo jam. I dig totally. this one. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I like the fact that it's a sequel to Burning for You. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. So I mean, yes, that, I makes it, that makes it cool just by itself. Um, great song. And so this song was co-written by that guy Jim Rogers who sang the last song on Imaginos the, the title track Imaginos uh-huh. so yeah I mean I don't know what his connection to BOC is I I tried look, looking them up but I, I can't find any information on him so but yeah great great fucking song and I agree it, it's uh, it, it's better it's better than the last two tracks and it lives up to the earlier stuff on the album really really killer Right down, right on. All right, then it ends with a remake of a live version of In V. And great, it's great. It's a love it acoustic version. Uh, and yeah, it's. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure why they they put this tack this on at the end of the album. Um, maybe they're. I I'm sure they they wished it was a hit when it came out. They were they were expecting that song to be huge when it first got released. Back, you know, years before, so maybe they're trying to take another stab at it and give it another shot. But uh, it's, I love this version. It's great. It's great. Let me tell you, man. I've heard this CD like two, three times. I heard it over and over since I've had it. Yeah. And I've always loved this song. And man, I don't know, man. Hearing this version like for two, three times, I'm kind of like going, dude, I kind of like this one more. And I do love that other version. Don't get me wrong. I've always loved that song, but I'm like. I really like the stripped down mellow version. I think Buck sounds amazing on it. And I love it, man. I but you know, I mean, maybe not better, but I'd say it's tied. I, I love them both the same, you know. Right. All right, the next one is Curse of the Hidden Mirrors. And here was out here where I was confused, Will. This is the album Bobby Rondinelli plays on all of it, right? I believe so. Yeah, because that's what I see in the notes. Bobby Rondinelli played drums on this album. I wasn't yeah. aware he did one song off the last album. Yes. Uh, what do you think of this album overall? Uh, I'm not that into it, man. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, it was kind of a disappointing, and I think it was probably one of the reasons why they stopped making music. It definitely is, dude. This album sold terribly. I think it's the the worst-selling BOC album, and they got dropped from, I think they were on Sanctuary at the time. But uh, yeah, like they were like, "Fuck it." I mean, if people don't want to hear new music from us, and and it, you know, it, it, it costs money to make an album and promote it. Yeah. And well, why why do all that if we could just tour and make a lot of money touring and play the classics? You know, so yeah. I, I can I can see where they're coming from for sure. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, I mean, um, some songs on here I think pretty good, but some are. Like, you know, the first song, Dancing on Stills, it, I think it's okay. I don't think it's mind-blowing. I just think it's okay. What do you think? I'm right there with you. I think it ends really cool, but uh, it's just, it, it just doesn't really grab me. It doesn't do much for me. 
What do you think of Showtime? You know, the, the funny thing about this song is it was originally written for Cultosaurus Erectus. Really? It's an old, it's an old song. And I, I got to say, I'm really glad it didn't make it on that album. Man, no shit. <laughs> yeah. This does nothing for me, man. Yeah, me too. And, you know, it's a song about prison. And I was just saying how much I love songs about prison. <laughs> but, yeah, this one doesn't do it doesn't do it for me either. Yeah, there are exceptions to prison songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about The Old God's Return? Um, it's definitely a, 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 a improvement from the first two songs. I think it's pretty cool. The lyrics are totally based on H.P. Lovecraft stuff, you know, and uh, I dig that. So, you know, it's not like they were trying to recapture their old creepy vibe of some of their old stuff a little bit. So I, I think it's okay. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I wrote. I said, yeah, it's okay. It didn't really grab me much, but yeah, it's okay. That's all I said. And uh, But, uh, man, the next one I didn't like at all, Pocket. It's just not a good song for me. I, I didn't like it at all. Did you? I thought it was okay. Uh, I remember, uh, actually, I remember when that song came out, and that was obviously before I was a BOC fan. But even back when it came out, I think it was a single for the album, I thought it was an interesting tune. The lyrics are weird. Did you ever trip off the lyrics? No, no. There's this a, one I only listened to once, actually. I heard it a long time ago. Actually, twice, and then I heard it again for this. Um, like, well, the lyrics, he's talking about white people or, or white boys listening to black music and, and the hip-hop. He mentions hip-hop in the lyrics. And I'm not quite sure what he's trying to say. I think he's, like, actually, like, trying to, like, call out people that are posers or something, like, there's a, there's a line where he says, like, white boys listening to hip-hop, uh, the, the, they're, they're, they're listening to the black rap stars, something like that, you know, it's kind I of... I do remember that, yeah, now you're just mentioning it, I do recall that. Yeah, it's kind of controversial, I, I don't know how, how popular that would be if, 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 those <laughs> lyrics, if those lyrics were on the new album, you know? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work at all, they'd be getting um, shit now. And, I, and there's a riff in that song that sounds just like a Who riff, I can't remember... It's been a while since I've heard this album as well. Um, there, there is a riff in there that sounds like The Who, and I fucking love The Who. So this song's okay with me. This song, this song gets a hallway pass. <laughs> yeah, and you and I are going to do The Who discography soon. Dude, that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, and believe it or not, The Who's been around for over 50 years, and they don't really have that many albums. Yeah, you know, they, they, they weren't that... Uh, uh, Prolific in the seventies, yeah. like in the in the sixties and late sixties, they they were putting out two albums a year. Like they were on a, a very uh, consistent streak. But once the seventies hit, they they were putting albums out like every three four years. Yeah, year. like they really slowed down. So you're right though; they they don't have that many albums. Exactly. Probably. I mean, the most maybe you know one episode or maybe two. I think this yeah. is going to be a three episode. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. which I, which would be great. It'd be three weeks, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, it's pocket. All right, the next one I think rocks. One step ahead of the devil, you know. It, it's better than the songs before it. I like this one. Cool riff. Chorus is strange with those high vocals. Yeah, that's my only complaint. But other than that, I, I like this song. What do you think? Me too, dude. Total Zeppelin groove. Like, uh, yeah, total Zeppelin worship and. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where you stand on Led Zeppelin. I, I've seen you I've seen you on your posts. Someone said you hate Led Zeppelin, and I, don't, I couldn't tell if they were joking or not. Do you like Led Zeppelin? 
I am a huge. I, let me put it this way: I own all the deluxe boxes, you know. And, Got it. And, and when I remember that post, and I, I I wrote him back going, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I mean, <laughs> I worship Led Zeppelin. Okay. You know? See, I wasn't sure if you were you were being sarcastic or what. So no, no, uh, I, I I I didn't even answer him sarcastic. I go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And my friend it. Eve, who I know since uh, uh, '83, she even wrote, "She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This guy worships Zeppelin, you know?" Oh okay, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I was actually gonna like you a little less if that was true. Right? <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, I fucking worship them. I cool. love them, and uh, you know who hates them? Our, our our buddy Alex Marquez. Really? Yep. He he thinks Bonham was an awesome drummer, but he hates Led Zeppelin. And him and his friend, uh, this other guy called Rat, they would like really goof on me a lot. I was like, "Fuck you, Led Zeppelin are gods. What are you talking about?" You know? Huh? No, forget it, man. I am one of the greatest concerts I ever seen. Did you see Page Plant? Uh, you know what, dude? I, I was too cool at the time. I was so into thrash and death metal that oh. I, couldn't, I couldn't be bothered with that. I regret that, dude. dude. I so regret that, dude. They opened the show with the Wanton song. Wow, you know, man. The whole set list was all deep tracks. Like uh out of the tiles and wow. Oh, it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable show. Do you do you like those albums? Uh you but, know what? I never really looked into them much. I have walking it back to Clarksdale in my computer, and I don't think I've ever listened to it. Okay. But I do have it. Did you like it? I, I'm not familiar with them either. Yeah, I know the first one was just I think them redoing Zeppelin songs acoustically and shit. I'm not sure. Right. You know, but I know they made a studio album afterwards. And I, and, and Steve Albini, I believe, produced it. And I don't really like that guy. Oh, personally? Or, or you don't like his uh, uh, No, I don't like work. his production. Did you hear uh, what he did to In Color from Cheap Trick? No. Is it yeah. bad? Oh, man. Cheap Trick hates In Color. You know, and, and I love In Color, by the way. So they, they, they Cheap Trick doesn't like the album in color. They hate it. They hate what? what Tom the, what Tom Warman did to it. They like the songs. They hate what Tom Warman did. They, dude, they hate everything Tom Warman did. Yeah, they, I know. They, I know. Which is weird. And you know who also Nikki Six and Tom Warman yeah. did Shout of the Devil. D. Snyder hates them. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's like, dude, Tom Warman produced your biggest selling albums. Totally. The, what the fuck? Totally. But, what he did to what Steve Albini did in color, oh man, it was like fuck you, <laughs> you know. Huh. So then I heard he did that walking back to Clarksdale, and maybe that's why I never really. I do have it in my computer, but I never really listened to it. Right, right. But fuck that, Zeppelin is definitely, if not my top ten, top five, you know, greatest bands of all time. Right, uh, cool, I'm cool. Huge, huge fan. Um, all right, so um. What's next? Oh, here comes the that feeling. What do you think? Isn't the next track that I just like to be bad? Well, I don't have it written here, so I don't know it. Now I don't know it. I don't have it um, written here at all. What, what, uh, I don't know it. I mean, I know it. I heard it. I don't remember it. So I guess you're, you're solo on this tune. Um, it's a pretty good song. It's, yeah, it's kind of mediocre. It, it's nothing great. The, the lyrics are interesting, though. It's about a it's basically about about a slutty chick. <laughs> oh, it sounds like I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's about foot. 
No. <laughs> uh, my ex-girlfriend. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's nothing to nothing to write home about. Then the next next song is uh, "Here Comes That Feeling." Yeah. And uh, good pop tune, you know, is good Buck Dharma pop tune. I, I like it. Yeah, I wrote it's, okay. it's got I wrote it's got its hooks and sound, Buck sounds great. And you know, overall it's not bad, it's not great. I, it's kind of fair. I kind of dug it. Right. Um now the Out of the Darkness the next one. This one I wrote uh this one's fair as well. It's got a nice flow, kind of mellow, tasty solos, but again, it's kind of fair. What do you think? I you know, I mean, I, I'm with you. It's like kind of middle of the road for me, but I will say that they they did kind of capture a classic BOC vibe a little bit on this song, or it sounded like they were trying to at least. And uh, I think of all the songs on this album, this one's the most interesting. Uh, I don't necessarily love it, but it's it's definitely got some interesting things going on to it. So I think it's all right. Well, what I noticed about the next track, the solo section is total classic BOC. Yep. Uh, Stone Stone of Love. Uh, only part of the song like I really like I. You know, again, I feel the same about the last two. What surrounds that classic middle section, that section is, it's fair. But I love that classic BLC they throw in this song, Stone of Love. What do you think? I'm 100% with you. I, I really don't like this song, but the middle section is cool. Totally. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eyes of a Hurricane. What do you think? I like this song, dude. Uh, um, i the best Eric Blue vocals on the album for sure, and um, I love the change in the middle. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's this is one of the better songs on the album. That's exactly what I wrote. It said it's an improvement from all the songs on this album, most of the songs on this album. And I really like this one. I thought Eyes of Hurricane, but I thought the last one was stupid and I didn't like it. Good to feel hungry. What do you think? I hate this song, dude. Yeah, I fucking hate this song. I. I think this is probably the worst Blue Oyster Cult song. Uh, I would have yeah. to say, I really don't like the whole jazzy vibe to it, and uh, uh, I just think it sucks. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I think it's stupid. <laughs> All right, now, now we're down to the last one, and to me, it's one of the greatest comeback albums ever. Fuck yeah. And uh, you know what? I mean, I'm going to listen to Heaven Forbid more. Um, because you know, I, I've heard Symbol Remains so many times. Right. I mean, weekly since it's been out, I, I at least once a week, more times than that. I just love this album so much. I and do it is, it is a grower, though. There's some of these tracks that's kind of like was a grower to me, and I love now, but ooh, man. And yeah, I, I already know what you feel like as your favorite songs. My favorite song is different than yours, but your favorite songs were my favorite songs on this album because every time I listen to this album, my 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 uh my my opinion would change going, no, this one is uh, my favorite song. Now that one, you know, it would change. Now my favorite song now has been my favorite song for like a month now. So I don't okay. know if that's ever gonna change, but let's get into this album. I mean overall, what did you think? Oh dude, uh um like when they first released uh the video for that was me, you know, like the, before the album came out, I was like, wow, man. Yeah. It's very promising, you know, and the album does not disappoint, dude. It, uh, it's produced. The production is fantastic. Uh, I think the vocal performances are great. All their harmonies, the three part harmonies are spot on. And 
there's not there's not a shitty song on the whole album. I mean, I like some songs more than others, but every song is good and and totally up to par. And uh, I was just really happy. It's it's a fun time to be a Blue Acer Cult fan. You oh know, yeah. You got, you got this new album, and there there are other live albums that came out too. You know, so um, I just got the, the the live album from New York City, whatever that one is, uh, from like 2012 or something. But that's a good album too. But yeah, I I love this album. It's great. Uh, the opening track is just rocking. Uh, great lyrics. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked about it. Yeah, I, I I love this song. Yeah, and I was blown away the first time I saw it. You know, that first when you see bullet holes in the highway sign, that was me. You yeah. know, I was like, that's so cool. Like I was saying earlier, like career of evil, and even like see you in black kind of yep. vibe it, lyrically. Yep. You know, snotty. You know, and like I said, at first this was my favorite track, but that has changed more than a couple times. But this is such a great opening track with a great riff. Absolutely love it. What do you think of Box in My Head? You know, the first time I I, I heard it, I thought it was an incredibly stupid song. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I like it now, dude. Uh, I think the lyrics are still kind of silly, but uh, the music's awesome, and it's classic Buck Dharma. It's total Buck Dharma song, and I, I dig it. I totally dig it. Well, I you know, the first time I heard it, I didn't think it was stupid, but I didn't care for it. Okay. I was like, eh, but I love it now. I think it's such a great melodic rocking song. Yeah. Definitely a grower. But yeah, this was the second. And when I saw it, I was like, nah, this ain't no, that was me, you know? Yeah. I still think that, but still, it's much better than what I thought the first time, you know? Totally. But man, I love the next track. I think it's fucking awesome. Tainted Blood. This Richie Castellano has an amazing voice. He does. Um, he, he really does. Very soulful vocals. This song, you know, it's very commercial-ish, but it's, it's got a tinge of darkness. I think Absolutely. this song's amazing, man. What do you think of Tainted Blood? Uh, you know, I, that was another one of the early release songs, and um, I wasn't into it at first, you know, just because I, I like heavy stuff, you know. Um, yeah. But now after you know, listening to it a bunch of times, it's definitely up there for one of, one of my favorite songs on the album. Because I, I never really noticed the whole dark undertone of the song when I first heard it, but there's definitely a dark underbelly to that that song. And yeah, he's a great singer, and it's yeah, it's a killer tune, killer tune. Love it. What do you think of Nightmare Epathy? Epiphany. Epi- Epiphany. I think I don't know. Epiphany. <laughs> Epiphany. Epiphany. You know, this might be my least favorite song on the album. Um, I still like it, but uh, just just based on the title, I was expecting something, you know, uh, kind of hellish sounding. And yeah, it, 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 it's not a very dark song. Uh, it's it's the, the song title is a little misleading, but I do like it. It is a cool tune. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, I want you to want me. <laughs> really? It's kind of yeah. I, cheap trick. It's kind of got that jumpy feel. I guess it. so, yeah. It's a fun song. I, you know, I like it. It's not one of my favorites on here, but I really do like it. I, I and, But I like more Edge of the World. The Edge of the World is, it's got some little clever, like, uh, you know, structures to it. And uh, and I, I love it. What do you think of Edge of the World? Uh, it's, it's in my top three um, or top four. 
Uh, I love the chorus, dude. The, it's all about the chorus on this song. Um, yeah. Anyway, Eric Bloom sings this one, right? Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, he sounds great on this one. And this, yeah, the chorus is just huge and so catchy. I, I think it's a great fucking tune. Yeah. And one that grew on me that's one of my favorites on here is The Machine. What do you think of The Machine? Uh, it's that, that's on, on the lower uh, lower uh, part of the list for me for my favorites. I like. I it. think I, that's. Good. I think it'll grow on you more because I felt that way before too. Okay. Um. I mean, I, I think the lyrics are kind of clever. It's about cell phones and the way the song starts. I thought my iPad was was, was a fucking. <laughs> 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 yeah, going it, off. It, it totally fooled me, man. Uh. So yeah, yeah, it's a cool tune, definitely. Did you notice there is a riff in this song that goes da na 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 na? That's fucking. I know they don't know this song, but it's wild. I was like, dude, that's the same riff to 10 Seconds of Love from Motley Crue. Oh, yeah, you're right. I know what what part you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I don't think they know that song. So I think it's just so weird. But, you know, I I think overall it's a well crafted hard rock and melodic tune, and I really love it. It's one of my favorites. Now, the next one, yeah, it's I, I like it, but it's sporadic. I'm talking about Train Train Lenny's song. It's uh-huh. like a twisted country-like song. Yep. It took some getting used to, and it may be one of my least favorites, but still, I really like it because of the weird, like, you know, uh, you know how it picks up and goes down. So, you know, I almost love it. You know, it's one of my lower tiers. What do you think? I think it's a really fun song, and it's growing on me. Like like how you said, like a lot of the songs are growing on you, and you're changing your favorite songs. I could see this song being one of my favorites uh, a week from now or two weeks from now. I, I like uh, Buck's guitar playing on the song. It's great, man. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Doing the whole country thing really well. And uh, I think it's a catchy, fun song. I, I dig it. And now we're going to go back to their past. They brought back St. Cecilia. Yeah. This was, uh, what was it? A stock forest group, was it called? Yes. Uh, That had a song called St. Cecilia. And what's really cool is Richie sings this one. Yes. And he sounds so amazing. And and so does the band. And man, I really, really loved it. This was one of my favorites on here as well. I love Return of St. Cecilia. What do you think? I dig it, man. Uh, have you ever heard the original version? Uh, yes, I have. I actually looked into it when I, uh, when I, you know, wanted to look into uh, what this whole scene Cecilia was about. Right. I, I haven't heard the original. How it's on YouTube. It? That's a, it's cool, but you know, it's kind of like that, you know, of the time. But it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. I dug it. You know. Is it, is but, it very similar to the? No. No. No, it's okay. not. Okay. It's, it's different, but. I'm sure probably lyrically it's the same. You know, it has, like, connections without right. him picking up. But, yeah, I just went back. I went on YouTube. And I just typed in, you know, St. Cecilia Stock Forest Group. And it's there. And it was pretty cool. I dug it, man. I really did dig it. I think it, it got released on, on CD, at least. Uh, they released the, the St. Cecilia Sessions or something like that. I think it's the, the entire album that never got released. They recorded an album for... Uh, Electra uh, under the name Stock Forest Group and it, and it got shelved they, they never put it out I think it finally came out not that long ago I, I believe yeah. uh, right? I'm not sure 
okay. but uh, here's a here's a little thing I heard and confirm this to be true. I don't know if how true this is. I heard that they sent the first album to what was CBS, right? Was it CBS yep. that released the first album? They CBS sent this Columbia. first album. Yeah, they sent the first album to them under Soft White Underbelly, ah. and and they rejected it. So they sent it back as Blue to Cult and said, "Okay, what's on you?" That's what I heard. Huh. I don't know how true that is. Huh? That'd be well, pretty cool if that was if that was the case, right? I mean, it is a, it is a, an awesome name, and it's a lot better than Soft White Underbelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love Blue Oyster Calls. It, it matches their music so good. Yeah. You know, it's just perfect. Now, the next one, Stand a Fight. This was my favorite track when I first heard the album in its entirety. But again, that's changed. It's still a great track. One of my favorites. Very heavy, very metallic. I think the song cranks. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it's my favorite song. Obviously, because, you know, it just grabs you right away. It's so right. heavy. So. I mean, I, like you, it, it may not be my favorite song, you know, a month from now, but uh, uh, yeah, I do. It sounds like it sounds like something that could have been on the Black album, the Metallica Black album, uh, right? And I, which I'm not necessarily a big fan of that album, but that's how heavy it is, you know. Like yeah. the guitar, the guitar tone is crushing on that song, and uh, Eric Bloom sounds great, and just uh, yeah, the song pumps me up, man. I think it's fucking awesome. It's the heaviest, at least guitar tone wise. It's the heaviest BOC song. Yeah, uh, on here definitely. What do you think of Florida Man? Uh, that's funny. I, I thought of you <laughs> when, 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 when I, I heard that song. I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure we're, we're going to be talking about this song. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's on the bottom tier of my of my favorites, uh, but I still like it. Um, and there's a little bit of tongue in cheek in the lyrics, and there's some humor there, which I, I love. I love it when there's humor in music. So um, that's why I'm a Kiss fan. <laughs> yeah, extra eyes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a cool tune. It's a cool, mellow tune. Yeah, uh, the first time I heard the album, this was my least favorite. Right. But it's grown on me. You know, I'm still probably down there, but I really like this song now. I mean, because this album is so good. You know, right. that, you know, even like the song that I put lower than just about every song on here, it's still a great song. I love the chorus. You know, Florida, man. I just love that shit. And it was like when I went to go pick up my friend, I played this in my uh, my iPod. And while I'm picking, the Florida man came on. And that's when I realized, I go, man, you know what? This song is good. It's not a bad song, you know? And uh, I was thinking this was a clunker on the album, you know? Right. When I first heard this song, I hadn't read read all the song titles in the back of the album, so uh, I didn't know there was a song called "Florida Man" on the album. And when I heard the chorus, I was like, "The fuck is he saying? Is he saying Florida Man?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weirdness. Now the so, next one is the most classic BOC vibe on this album, "The Alchemist." Holy shit! What do you think of this? My second favorite song. Uh, yeah, dude, it's it oozes classic BOC, and on the lyrics, more HP Lovecraft stuff. Uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, this song reminds me of like the Vigil, or yeah. like like it's like an epic track, dude. It's awesome. Fucking love it. And like I said, I said earlier, this one became my favorite track after 
um, what was it, Stand and Fight. Right. But it's changed with a song coming up is my favorite. It's been my favorite for over a month. But this is th- definitely my second favorite because it definitely totally. has that, you know, BOC vibe, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just the song just kicks balls, man. Eric sounds so badass, menacing. You know, it's a total modern BOC classic, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if, you know, like old school BOC fans would hear this and go, wow, I need to buy this, you know, because this really caters to. You know, and you know that that uh, you know how it starts with the little piano thing. It kind of, it's kind of got that vibe of uh, flaming telepaths. Sure. You know. Sure. It's kind of got you know it's in the same wheelhouse. I I love it. How about Secret Road? What do you think of this one? Uh, I I'm not too partial to this song. It's gonna I'm gonna have to warm up to this one. This might be my least favorite song on the album. Maybe. Um. I mean, you know, it's it's a a mellow mellow Buck Dharma tune. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, I don't dislike it, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't you know wow me too much. Yeah, the the best way I can describe this song, it sounds like like if you go to see a local band, and this would be their best song on their set list. You know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's how it feels to me. You know, I dig it. It's got great melodic rock hooks on it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's not one of, again, it would be like a lower tier on this album, but yeah. I do dig it. I do dig it. Uh, there's a crime to me is killer filler. I think it rocks with Eric bringing that evil snotty vocals. I really do love this one again. You know, it's kind of low on the list, but I dig there's a crime. What do you think? I agree hundred percent. It's killer filler. You know, it's, it's definitely not a song that you're going to be dying to hear live, but it, it fits great on the album. And, um, yeah, I, I dig this song actually. I think it's really cool. Nice. What do you think of the last track, "Fight"? This is my least favorite song on the album. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's unfortunate that such an amazing album ends on such a kind of ends on a, a, a weak note, if you will. Like, I, yeah, this song is kind of disappointing to me. Right. Uh, for me, it's like, leave the best for last. This is my favorite track on the album, dude. You're crazy. It's been my favorite track for over a month now. Oh, my God. Wow. Who, who knows if I'll change to another track being my favorite, but this has been my favorite track longer than all the others that were my favorite track. Why? What, what about it? I don't know. Dude, that's just like, uh, what is it? Um, not, it wasn't that much of a fight. I, I don't know, dude. It just resonates so much with me. It's the only complaint I have about fight is it's too short. I wish it went on long. I, I I'm sure you wish it was shorter. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this song, dude. I love that. It's just got this vibe. The 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 lyrics are kind of funny because the lyrics are about a fight that nothing, nobody got hurt. You know, right. no, no, nothing happened. So it wasn't much of a, it's like, why even bring it up if it wasn't much of a fight? But I don't know, man. I don't know. When when I saw the song title, I was expecting like the heaviest song on the album, baby. I was like, (laughs) oh man, this is going to be a ripper. And it just, it totally threw me for a loop. And and yeah, I agree. The lyrics are kind of pointless. The whole song's kind of (laughs) pointless. Yeah, it's like, it's not, you know, should have been called, hey, this wasn't much of a fight. You know? Seeing right. fight looks like it's going to be a fight, you know? Totally. But but I love it, man. I mean, 
Overall, I do not dislike any song off this album. Right. And I have played it so much that now I got to switch over to Heaven Forbid and play that to death to see if, you know, I agree with you about it being better than, than this album. But my God, I love this album. Me too. Me too. I, I don't want anyone to walk away from this thinking I'm bad-mouthing this album in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's a huge... Huge uh, accomplishment for a band, you know, that's in their 70s. You know, it's fucking awesome, dude. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. And I love, I love the addition of Richie, man. I love his voice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I saw some backlash when those uh, early videos for the album came out. And they're like, why are they giving this guy a video? Why, why, why is he singing lead on a song? It's like, dude, I mean, BOC has always been a, a multi-vocalist yeah. band, you know? And... You know, for a couple of albums, like from like uh, Revolution by Night uh, all the way to Curse of the Hidden Mirror, it was a two vocalist band. And that takes away a lot of the fun. You know, I liked how the old albums are like, who's singing this one? And, you know, when I was first getting into them, I had a hard time telling who was who, you know, except for Eric Bloom. His voice definitely stands out more than anyone else's. But uh, I I couldn't tell the difference between... um, the Bouchard brothers' voices, or Alan Lane. No, it's just it was cool to figure out who was singing what, and now they kind of have that back, back again. And I, I, I welcome it, dude. I think it's awesome that he sings. He sings three songs on the new album, right? Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, and it's cool. Uh, to me, I, I find it cool that he did sing Cecilia. Yep. And you know, uh, I, I believe he's the one that wanted to do the song, or he's the one that brought it to the band, or something. And, and it's just so cool how they, they hand it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I will say the first time I saw the video for um, uh, "That Was Me," I did. I not a complaint, but I just found it odd that he did the guitar solo. I was uh, like, "Why? Why ain't Buck doing this guitar solo?" You know, right? But right. It, it's a great solo. They have no complaints. I just found that a little odd. But now, in retrospect, like being used to this album, it's looked like man, they really brought him in the band and let him shine. Even though he was, wasn't he on Club Ninja? He, he yeah, he's on, been he's been involved with the band for a long time, right? Yeah, but it's cool how they let him shine on it, and I just think I really dig his voice. I think he's got a cool, you know, and he and I and I believe he's like in charge of all those live things that came out re, uh, recently with editing and all shit like that. Yeah, you know, um, when I got that box set, well, you have the box set. I was pretty surprised with um, some enchanting evening brought a DVD. Oh, dude, it's a killer live set, too, man. Love it. Love it. You know where I bought that box set? I bought it at the, the Helvete record store in Oslo. Oh, wow. You know, the, the black metal record store, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about that place. Yeah. Uh, I went to the basement. Dude, there's so much shit in there. It's ridiculous, man. Like, uh, I, 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 I seriously doubt they do inventory there because it's a, it's a big mess. There's shit everywhere dude it would take you a week to go through all the records and and crap they have so i was totally overwhelmed dude i was like i don't know where to begin and i only have like i only have like a fucking hundred euros on me so i can't really go too crazy and i I just didn't know what to do i was almost like hyperventilating there was so much shit (laughs) so i just turned and saw the boc box set on a shelf and i said i'm taking this let's get the fuck out of here (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't want to look no more <laughs> was that yeah, was that but, um, in the thrashumentary? Because in the thrashumentary, 
You did go down to a basement somewhere in a record store. I wonder if that was the same place. No, no, no. The, uh, I went to, to Hell V last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh, what am I talking about last year? It wasn't even last year. It was on. It was earlier this year I, on the fucking Bay Strikes Back tour. I think oh, that's wow. I got. Yeah, so, dude, that's right. When I came home, I was totally sick, you know, and I go to the hospital and go in a coma. And when, when I finally came back home, I was like, Oh yeah, dude! I bought the fucking blue oyster cold box set. So you know, I was bedridden for like a whole week. You know, so I just listened to BOC for a week straight. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we did it, dude. Epic. Let me see. You know, I mean, I'm cutting this up in pieces, but let's see. Four hours and ten minutes, bro. Crazy. Holy mackerels. Um, it's a good and, thing we like each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we vibe good, dude, and and it really resonates with the with the listeners of this podcast. They That's always awesome. want you back. I mean, this one guy sent me a private message saying, "Dude, you need to get Will to be your permanent co-host." I go, "You do realize he's a death angel, right? <laughs> he's not like you know any other guy. So you know, you know Eddie Beck and call. Hey, let's do let's let's do this week. Let's do that week. I mean, you're you're gonna be on tour soon and. You know, and, and, and let's talk a little bit about Death Angel before we end here. Sure. Um, are you guys doing like one of those uh, pay-per-view things? Yeah, Christmas? we're doing a we're doing a live stream. You know, for because we do our annual Christmas shows, and mm-hmm. you know, since we can't actually do it this year in the flesh, we're going to do the Christmas shows via live stream, and we're doing two full sets, uh, and each set's going to vary from from each other, and we're doing. We're doing one song we've never done live before from Relentless Retribution. Um, and we're doing a bunch of old classics that we don't play all the time and uh, just pulling out lots of songs. I mean, the, the sets are going to be heavily of the last four albums, but we're pulling out songs from all four albums that we haven't played in a long time or never played before. So uh, we're going to be filming it uh, at this club. It's usually a, like a techno like rave dance club. But the, Mark works there. He's a bartender there when they're open. And we're going to film it there. And it's, they got a nice stage, great lights. It's a good setting for, for what we're trying to do. And, you know, we're just uh, going to have the Christmas vibe going. We always do a, a Beatles song every year at our Christmas shows. So we're going to be doing a Beatles tune. I can't say which one it is. But it's, I'm not the biggest Beatles fan. I know you are. You love them. Oh, I love uh, them, yeah. But we are—we're doing my favorite Beatles song. So, oh, cool! Uh, Revolution number nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, and we're you know we're doing a real heavy version of it. It's sounding good, and uh, yeah. So that's what we're rehearsing right now for. We're rehearsing two to three days a week, and uh, things are sounding good, man. Uh, you know, we're we're back we're back on the horse. Definitely going to order that, man. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, and. I'm going to bootleg it, dude. I'm, well, I'm not going to sell it to anybody, but I can record shit on my computer. So I'm going to burn that on a DVD for my own little use. Awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, and, and by the way, uh, do me a favor. Talk them into playing Hungry Boys off Cult of Soros <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> that would be fucking great. Well, Will, thank you so much. We are going to do the Who. And I can't wait for that one. Something, I, another idea I came up with because my friend brought it up, and I said, "Oh, we got to get Will for this episode." My buddy is a huge ACDC fan. Okay. And uh, 
I was like, yeah, let, you know, I already did the ACDC 70s with Will, but we should do the 80s with Will, too. And he's like, oh, I would love that, you know? So you down um, to do that, too? Definitely, man, definitely. I Like, I mean, I told you, for those about to rock, it's my favorite ACDC album. Right. So, um, cool. Yeah, I'd be all full on board. And before we uh, say goodbye, what, what, what are your thoughts on the new ACDC album? Love it. And I just put up a... Uh, a video tonight on my cha- YouTube channel uh, talking about it. I did a little review. Okay. Um, yeah, I do love it, but, you know, I mean, uh, well, it's already up and people already seen it. And I know you're not going to agree. A lot of people don't agree with me on this, but, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's the best since For Those About the Rock. It's the best since Flicker Switch. Now, here's the thing. This this will surprise you. I think it's their best album since Rocker Bust. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I love Rocker Bus. I think it's better than a lot of albums before Rocker Bus, but I'm a big Rocker Bus fan. I know a lot of people just don't like that album. And uh, honestly, I think it's Rocker Bus is like their best since uh fuck, maybe, you know, I mean, it's hard for me to say it's better than than uh an album that's very underrated I really like is Ball Breaker. Dude, I, I was just gonna say that. Yep, I, I do love that album a lot, but I don't know, man. I'm kind of torn. Like, I don't think the new one's better than Ball Breaker. I will no. say that. But no. I, Rocker Bust, I'm a little. I don't know, man. I, I really love that album that much that I can probably go even back to Flick of the Switch. But is Rocker Bust the 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 last album was Black yeah. Ice the last. That's the last album, Rocker Bust. Yeah, yeah. Rocker Bust is the last one, and yeah, a lot of people didn't like it. I was like, God, I love this album, man. Huh. And and you know it's kind it's it kind of mirrors the new one because Malcolm wrote all the riffs with Angus and he doesn't play on it, right? So did you like the new one? Oh, I I, I just got it on Friday, so uh, anyway today's Friday. Uh, I got it, I just got it on Wednesday, I believe. So I've only listened to it twice all the way through, but I do like it. I definitely yeah. like it. But I mean, I've seen some people like like the same things you've seen. Like it's the best album they've done in thirty years and. There's no fucking way it's better than Ball Breaker. I, I really yeah, like Ball Breaker. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think so. I, you know, Walker Bus, I'm a little iffy on that. But, yeah, uh, that's what I said in my review. I said, man, this is the best album since Rocker Bust. You know, because huh. you know, okay. a, a lot of people a lot of people are even saying it's better than Flick of the Switch. It's the best since for those. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Well, I, don't know. I think yeah, people are getting a little too excited, you know I mean? We're all excited. There's a new ACDC album. Yes. Out. And it's probably going to be the last time in our lifetime uh, right. there is going to be a new ACDC album. So it was fun to buy it. I went to Target and bought the uh, light box, you know, and so it was a lot of fun and all that. But let's not get carried away here. It, it ain't better than <laughs> ain't no. better than the Flick of the Switch for those about to rock. No yeah, way. no. And, uh, and I will say, yeah, listen to it more because it is a grower. There's a lot of songs that I liked much more the more I listened to it. Cool. So, you know, it's, it, it's it's a good album, man. And it's a great... And, you know, it's also like, fuck, dude. I mean, this is a band that should have died. Right. You know, we have, like, Phil Rudd uh, doing a murder-for-hire thing and having meth, and and Cliff Williams quits the band, and Paul uh, Brian can't hear no more. and Yeah. And you know, and, and look, they're all back. It's it's amazing. Totally, know? dude. Totally. And it's and it's a great album, and they dedicated to Malcolm Young. So you know, they took their time to ma- not release something shitty. Right. So uh, I, I'm glad, and I think it's a, it's it's better than a lot of their albums. 
since Flick of Switch, but I can't put it above Ball Breaker. I, I can't. It, it's definitely better than Stiff Upper Lip. I didn't like that album really Yeah, at all. yeah, it's better. I liked it, but yeah, the one I don't like is Razor's Edge. That one is my I hate least that favorite. album. Yeah, I that's my least favorite. Yeah, definitely, dude. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so everybody out there, Will will be back for The Who yeah. and, and Brian Johnson, ACDC. Awesome. Thank you, brother. I appreciate Thank you, dude. I appreciate you wanting to do my show, dude. It, it rules, and, and, and people really love it, which is awesome, because we got this really killer vibe going, man. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, it's always a, I'm always available, dude. Like, uh, I love doing these, and I love talking music. As, as obviously you do too, and uh, you know, and we're both funny guys, so <laughs> yeah, it, 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 there's a lot of humor involved. I like it. Yeah, and I, I would like to leave with saying one thing to you. Uh, <clears throat> it it wasn't that much of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. The end of part four. We went at it for four hours and twenty minutes. There were some bathroom breaks and so on. But uh, I didn't cut out anything except for the uh, bathroom breaks. And as you can see, it was a lot of fun. And Will will be back for ACDC with Brian Johnson uh, with Edward Canastracci. He's going to join us. If you don't know about him, uh, you should check out his YouTube page. And he's a mega, mega ACDC fan. So that should be a great episode. And also, we're going to do The Who, me and Will Carroll. And it's going to be a blast like this was a blast all right everybody one more blue oyster cult track in the vault back in the viera vault and i want to play you something now that i discussed in episode one when i saw blue oyster cult at the hollywood sportatorium and mtv was there fire of unknown origins tour I was pretty close. I say I had like about, I don't know. I as far as I remember, I was on the floor, maybe tenth row, dead center. It was a great night. It was an awesome show. You can see the full show on YouTube, and I'm gonna play a song from that album, Fire of Unknown Origins, and it's one that uh, you know most people think it's the best song on the album, and uh, I don't blame them. It's one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Here it is. Live at the Hollywood Sportatorium, Blues the Cult with veterans of the Psychic Wars.
Yeah.
Legends of the Psychic Wars live at the Hollywood Sportatorium, and I was there. Thank you, everybody. Boy, that was a great one, man. Four hours talking about the great Blue Oyster Cult. A lot of fun with Will. I look forward to having him on again. And uh, hopefully next week we will have a show with Bam 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 Bill Wang. Thank you, everybody that's listening now, that's hearing my voice, that shares my shows. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being part of the Vieira Vault Facebook page and contributing. Uh, all you rule so much. And hey, man, I haven't, ta- I haven't taken a week off since I left the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, with the exception of being in the hospital. But what was that? Maybe a week? Pretty damn good uh, stretch. I'm I'm addicted doing this this podcast. I love it. I did take quite a break because I did so many episodes. I was like, man, I'm feeling bad that, like, for instance, like the Aaron Camaro Ace Fraley one. I mean, I had so many episodes in the can. By the time we got to it, Aaron was kind of like, damn, I thought the recording came out wrong. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I need to take a break. And I did. So this one I just did with Will. I. I just did like two weeks ago. So, well, no, actually, now that it's uh, episode four, I did over a month ago. But the aside, uh, part one was like maybe two weeks after we did the episode. And that's, you know, the Bill Wang. And then I'm probably going to take a break after the Bill Wang one and get back with Will and Edward Canastracci. And I have some other guests uh, lined up, too, for this and a possible killer interview. But I'm not going to jinx it. But hopefully that'll happen. Anyway, thank you so much. I'll be back next week. You can bet your sweet ass. Smack him a gob. <laughs>